because it's not right. quite episode two. Right? right. We're trying to get these intros out of the way. So um, la- last time we did it with you, your intro, it was uh, we went a lot longer than we planned on. huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you got me talking. You got me answering questions about about my past, you know, which yeah, some things I get passionate about. So, yeah, now I like it. T- now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> a little nervous about that, but yeah, no, I liked it. Um, some people that I talked to, they listened to it. They really liked it. Okay. You know, I think, I think, um, they, it it helps getting a good sense of who who's talking. You know, or like the they get to know us a little bit more. Um, it, it's more of a, a personal connection, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So then maybe the things that we talk about in the future will maybe resonate a little better. Yeah. Yeah. That makes know. sense. We'll, yeah. That makes we'll sense see. when you, when you, it's like when you can put a face to a name, you know, when you can talk to a person to kind of get where they're coming from and you can kind of identify with some of the things that you kind of maybe experience yourself. Or just to know where, you know, we talk about all walks of life. Sometimes you just have to hear uh, where a person come from and, and what led them to be, you know, the person where they are today. And so I, I think it helps. Yeah, I agree. You're a lot better with your words than I am, too. So you, you put it you put it in a really good way. So <laughs> so with, with that being said, tell us tell us about Brother Mike. Actually, oh man, you know you as as brother Mike, um, and people don't know we haven't known each other for a long time. So, let's talk about your childhood. Are you Minnesota raised, born? Did you ever relocate? What what what's been your location? Yeah, so I I was born in Minnesota, uh, Forest Lake, Minnesota. So okay. that's that's where I spent most of my most of my life, really. Um, okay. I was born there. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we moved around a lot as, as I was a kid, but we stayed in the general area. So Forest Lake, Wyoming, um, that, yeah, that, that was pretty much it. We did move to Wisconsin, not too far out, like Osceola. So right, right on the border. Okay. So not too far out. Uh, we, we were there for, for a little bit. Uh, I think I was kindergarten age so mm-hmm. what five to six and we stayed there for yeah maybe a year year and a half um and then yeah moved back to wyoming and uh, wyoming the, the city so uh i've been there yeah most of my life <laughs> really okay um, and, and notice was, notice minnesota we got ten thousand lakes right oh yeah that's what it they say like <laughs> it's a lake that highlights the city forest lake we got White yeah. Bear Lake. We got Lake Minnetonka, you know. Absolutely. I saw that lake up there in Forest Lake. That's a pretty big lake. Are you a fisherman too? What What about that area did, did, did you enjoy? Yeah, I grew up uh, on that lake, really. Um, my my uncle, my aunt, my grandpa and grandma, um, they had boats um, when, when I grew you know, growing up. So we did a lot of fishing, a lot of water skiing tubing okay. stuff like that so so outdoors. yeah I spent a, yeah yeah a lot of my time on on forest lake you know it's actually okay. three lakes if i remember right yeah first second third lake um spent a lot of time out there so yeah uh, i okay. grew up with you know a, a single mom so is okay. me and my mom growing up uh my dad was in the picture uh he was you know it's kind of on the weekends thing so okay. um yeah i mean i i have a I have, I had a good relationship with my dad and I still, I continue to have a great relationship with my dad. So okay. even though I, I didn't, he wasn't living with me and my mom. Okay. Um, he was, he was a part of my life. So yeah, I grew up single mom and, and dad, I say, um, was, real close was to my single grandparents. Mom, was she single early on or was it halfway through your life where pretty she, much my whole was, life? Huh? Oh, pretty much early on. Yeah, yeah. They they were they were together when I was a a kid, you know, a baby. Um, but as far as as far back as I can remember, it's always just been 
know, my mom, me and my mom, sing, you know, okay. single mom. So, okay. like I said, my dad was there. He was a good dad. He was, he's still a good dad. You know, I love him to death. Yeah. And um, so your situation was, he was more there on the weekends. Okay, yours is a little bit different than most people who don't have a dad. Well, they have a dad, but he's not involved in the in their life. So they yep. were able to co-parent, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, co-parent. <laughs> okay, there, there's he, a lot. He to was it, involved. You know? He he wasn't like a deadbeat dad or no, not at all, not at all. Okay. He was he, he was he was a good person. You know, I I'll say that maybe he was more of a friend growing up. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of hard to explain. But, uh, you know, I think my dad had a lot of issues on his own. <laughs> okay. doing, you know, he, he was still trying to figure life out, too. So he was. Oh, okay. So, you know, he was a great he person. But, um, I, I don't think there was any need for discipline. Because you know, I think when I was with him, it was all fun and games. Mm. So there's no reason for the discipline. Okay, you know. So mom did I, most I, you, of the discipline. Yeah, for sure. Because you you were an angel, right? You you never, you never got in trouble, right? Not not a one not a one time. <laughs> per, it was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> no, you know it's funny. I will say one thing about my dad, and I think it's so important. And and I and, and just looking into, you know, looking at the news and mm. just looking at social media and stuff. And I don't know where this is coming from but the one thing that my dad taught me that i will never forget is you never never ever hit a female mm. he told me that i was like first grade and he told me this and mm. he's like and this was like the first serious talk we ever had okay and i was like oh okay okay dad like i never you know i'm first i'm first grade i'm like oh whatever like i, I didn't understand at the time but you know that always stuck with me and that's the one mm. piece of advice that i'll never forget and it blows my mind looking at you know yeah you look at tiktok or whatever all these social media things and mm -hmm. you see all these fights and stuff and you see like men grown men hitting women mm. and whether it's a fight or it's a even a practical joke or just something like that but you see like and i won't even say grown men you know what maybe i'll dial that back maybe i'll say more like teenagers in high school you see mm -hmm. fights and you see just a lot of I mean, we'll call them men. I mean, you know, 15 yeah. to 18 years old, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty grown at that age. You know, the difference between right and wrong. Right. And I just see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe it's, maybe it's my own personal perspective, you know, from where I grew up to now what I'm seeing, but it just blows my mind. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I can't believe that isn't more of a, that isn't taught more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I'll never forget that. Yeah. My dad, kind of going off on topic i guess so but yeah no, no, that's, no, that's the good. one thing i remember my dad teaching me so mm -hmm. so even though my dad had his own issues mm -hmm. um you know a couple times he was in jail and i couldn't go see him oh wow <laughs> but, okay you know he he's like, had some issues. Out. he's what, still what about, figuring life out what about church was church a part of his life did he bring you to church ever or or where was he on the the relationship with god type thing um no, never, never. He's never mentioned God or church or religion once. And and really, none of my family did. Um, you know, I think my dad, he had kind of a hard life growing up. He grew up in um, in, in Philadelphia, you know, so I oh, think Philly. he was kind of, in, in, yeah, Philly. I think oh. he was, I think he was in some rough areas. And then okay. he. I've been there once. Yeah. <laughs> well, how was it compared to Gary? Indiana. You know what? It, <laughs> there were some places where I thought I was in Gary. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, it, it was some similarities there. That hard uh, inner city, uh, working you know working class. You know, it, this one area in Philly, it looked like a movie scene. I've never seen so much litter, gum on the street, graffiti. Really, it, it really felt like it was a movie scene. Wow. You know, the wind when, blows, there's just trash everywhere. How long? I'm not How, trying to down this? Philly, but I'm just giving you my, know. this is 2000, uh, 2005. We were going okay. uh, to going out to eat. We just parked. We walk across the street. I've never seen so much gum on a pavement. 
Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, around the gun was just trash and litter everywhere. I was like, man, you know, really? maybe they, you know, they they let this area go. But anyway, yo, yeah, back to I, you. Your your dad was from Philly, okay? Yeah, he's from you're from Philly, and and I don't know how long he was there, but I think he was there for, you know, a good chunk of his childhood. But uh, then they, they relocated to Iowa, or I'm sorry, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. So it was kind okay. of a, kind of a big change for them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So then he, I think he did his second half of his childhood kind of there. But is he Italian? Um, yeah, yeah. He's a, a we're a, uh, he's a mix. So. Okay. I think he's half Italian. A little Rocky Balboa. A little bit, a little bit. He's got that, and uh, <laughs> believe it or not, so he's Italian and like Native American. Okay. So, um, yeah, we we tried doing uh you know, that side of the family is it kind of secretive almost. So uh, <laughs> we it's it's or they just don't talk a whole lot about it. But but there's some we did a like a genealogy type thing, you know, family tree thing. And okay. we found some old photos of, like, I think it's his grandma would have been, um, I believe, living on a reservation. So I don't know if that was, like, a no-no. Having, having you know, because she was, she was a white girl. And I don't know if it wasn't supposed to have a white girl on the reservation, so they didn't talk about it much. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, but there's no, there's really no... Um, yeah, there's really no uh, documentation besides a couple of photos, and then wow. subsequent kids having a little bit of native look in them. Okay, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, well, we'll yeah. Keep yeah, that family so. secret. So, That's so a whole Mike. different podcast. <laughs> so, when you were growing up, what did you want to be? Like, what was one of your goals or dreams? As most children. They, they come to a point where they start trying to figure out what they want to do in life or what they will love to achieve. Could you recall what age you kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do? I had no, I had no clue. I really didn't. Nothing really excited me, I guess. What excited me was the idea of making money and making a, 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 I, I I really like the idea of like that typical blue collar worker. So I think always in the back of my head, I knew I was going to get into some sort of construction. Okay. You know, I got some family listening to this probably, you know, hopefully they'll be listening to this later. <laughs> um, and, and they don't know this about me, but, um, you know, a person I really looked, so I'm going to rewind a little bit. So mm-hmm. we had a, a real close family growing up. It was, it was me, my mom. And my grandma, grandpa, my grandparents, mm-hmm. and then my uncle. So it, my mom, so my grandparents had two kids, right? My mom and my uncle, so brother, mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. And then you know he married. They had two kids. Um, so we were really close. So like I have two cousins that are pretty much I consider like my sisters, right? I mean we mm-hmm. see each other, we saw each other all, every weekend. All mm-hmm. the boating, the fishing, we were all together, right? Okay. So I was really close with that, my uncle and that side of the family. Um, and I really looked up to my uncle, really. Um, mm-hmm. He was, he was kind of like, I, like, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay. And he was in, he was in construction. So he was, he was a plumber. Okay. And, um, and I just remember seeing, you know, he had, he had a nice house. He had nice, he had, he had all the toys that I liked, you know, so he had like the four wheeler <laughs> um, boat Okay. Nice, nice, nice truck. You know, he had a nice lifted truck, and you know, so he had. That's what I really wanted. I wanted that lifestyle. So I really okay. wanted to be him. Okay. Um, so that that was kind of what I want. I didn't really like. I didn't have. I didn't want to be an astronaut. I didn't want to be a firefighter, <laughs> a cop, a nerd, or a doctor. No celebrities. You know, not, no, I don't no be celebrities. A movie stars, rock rock stars. I don't want any of that. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I wanted. No, nothing, nothing, man. I, I just knew I, it was really weird. I was just really like grounded. Like I was like, I, I'm probably not going to be much better than a construction worker. So I might as well wow. just embrace it. <laughs> that was kind of where I, what I wanted to be. Did you play sports growing up at I, all? I didn't, man. I was, I wasn't a sports guy. Uh, my family's huge in sports, football, hockey. Mm-hmm. 
loved it. And my cousins, like you're saying, they're like almost like my sisters. They uh, mm-hmm. they were big into softball. Okay. And uh, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big team team sports guy. You know, I tried to watch it. I tried to get into it with my family, and you know, because they yeah. were all, you know, every Sunday. Um, you know, every, every holiday, you know, we're, we had the football on and I just, it, that wasn't you look me. like a football player, man. You, you look Do like I? a football player. I, I can't believe you never tried out for football. You know what? I, okay. In junior high, I was on the football team for two days, <laughs> not, not even two days, not even two days. I was on it for one, like one day. What I did happened? one, pra- I did one practice and then, um, my mom bought a dog, bought a, a husky, and I always wanted a puppy. <laughs> so then I got the puppy, and I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't want to go practice every day. I want to be home. I want to be home with my puppy. I want to be home with my puppy." So I turned in my gear, and I was like, "No, I'm done. I'm gonna go hang out with my dog." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I I was really into um, I was really into like stuff with motors, okay, engines. So okay. I loved, I loved riding. My grandparents had, they had four wheelers, ATVs mm-hmm. they used for hunting. Well, once I was old enough to ride them, I mean, it, I was riding those things every day, you know, nice. so I was doing, you know, riding those. Um, my mom didn't have a whole lot of money, but she was able to save up and bought me my first like uh, dirt bike, motocross okay. bike. Okay. For three hundred for three hundred bucks. It was more of like a motorcycle that had that someone put a dirt tire on it. <laughs> so it was it, <laughs> okay. it wasn't it wasn't meant for, for riding off road, but mm-hmm. um but I was able to, you know, get that and learn how to ride that and um mm-hmm. that that's where I spent most of my time. Okay. And that that was my passion was the motorsports type okay. stuff. So not team sports, more motorsports. Motorsports. It's funny how yeah. your environment it does some way shape your your thoughts and and some of your goals. You know, for me it was it was sports right away. That's that's what we love doing on Saturdays, playing football, playing basketball. I had a friend across the street if I could hear the ball bouncing in his backyard, I knew they were playing. And I had to do what I had to do to get out there and play. You know, and then in 6th grade when I heard how much NFL players made they made yeah. they made more money than doctors. That really sparked my interest with sports. So it's just funny how your environment, that out outdoor motor, you know, and your uncle that that had a big influence. Yeah. Um, I won't say that I didn't play. So I grew I grew up in in an apartment setting, right? So like I said, it was okay. it was it was me and my mom, mm-hmm. single mom, growing up. Um, we lived in a low income apartments and there was a lot of kids around my age. So I would, you know, I mean, we we're all a couple grades apart, mm-hmm. but so there was a lot of sports played, but more just at the playground. Cause we had a, we had our own playground, which was awesome. You know? So we okay. played a lot of like tag football. Um, we did baseball. We set up our own little fake baseball um, baseball field, I okay. guess, you know, we, we had to get creative because it wasn't an actual diamond. So we had to like, you know, kids would bring out their pillows and, you know, first base was behind the, behind the, um, the bleach or the, not the bleachers, but the, um, the, the picnic tables. So okay. we'd have to run diagonal around the picnic table. And that's where first base wow. was. Okay. second base would have been out by this Oak tree. Third base was by the slide, <laughs> you know, okay. so we just, you know, I mean, so there, there were sports. I, we played a lot. I was just never mm-hmm. on teams mm-hmm. like with school, but I mean, there was, there was all sorts of sports, mm-hmm. I guess we'll say. So let's fast forward to teenage years. We know that teenage, those years, the peer pressure, we know that's the time where a lot of kids begin to make bad choices. They get, they surround themselves with, groups where they're experimenting with drugs, experimenting with sex, experimenting with a lot of things that we know lead them on the la- the wrong path. How would you uh, explain, not explain, how would you, uh, sh- what's what I'm looking for? 
How would you say your teenage years were? Did you have a lot of peer pressure? Did you see a lot of things happen? What What was it like? Uh, you know, this might be kind of a boring, a boring uh, episode for people. I, I, I didn't see a whole lot, to be honest with you. Okay. I was kind of, I was kind of in my, kept to myself. I had a couple of real close friends and then most of my friends were different grades because of uh, living in the apartments. Right. Okay. So um, I usually just hung out with a couple guys and, and we were like-minded with uh, uh, motorsports type stuff. Motorsports. So we didn't, I, I didn't get too involved with that other, like, like your, the, the negative influences. So let's mm-hmm. say the drugs, the alcohol, mm-hmm. um, didn't, didn't really get into that until later in high school. That's what okay, so kind of okay. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything kind of changed. I was kind of like a little, little chubby kid, you know. Okay. Um, so once I hit my senior year, I had it, call it puberty, call it whatever, but I had lost a lot of weight um, just over the even from the summer. You know, you take your senior photos up until school started. Like I had dropped all sorts of weight for mm. just. I don't know if I was more active with uh, riding, you know, motocross and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you get but, taller? Uh, too? I also, uh, not really. Okay. You know, I mean, I was pretty. I never hit like a growth spurt. I was just kind of pretty yeah. average. Okay. But I worked a lot too, so I, you know, I didn't have time for a lot of that stuff. I had a job pretty much really? from the age of twelve all the way up. A real to, a job. Yeah, what kind um, of job was it? Joe's Pizza. I started out doing in uh, oh. Wyoming. If, you, if people listen to this, remember that. You Still really are place. Italian. <laughs> Think so? Yeah. Well, pizza. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're the only place that would hire a twelve-year-old. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the laws were, but <laughs> they were the only ones. So um, yeah, I, I worked there. I mean, I didn't work there very long, you know, because. Mm. I just, you know, being 12 years old, I thought that was just the worst thing in the world. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. What were you doing at, at 12? Do. Were you making the pizza or were you? Yeah. Yeah. Spinning the pizza, throwing it in the wow. air. Um, it was like a little assembly line with the pizza, man. There are no breaks. I was sweating and they're like, no breaks, no, no breaks. <laughs> but, you know, I was 12 years old. So I was probably only there, you know, standing there for a half hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the hardest work I've ever had to do in my life. How long <laughs> so did you work that perspective. job? I How long was did you probably, work there? probably a couple weeks. Not very long. Okay, but then I ended up getting another job after that, and I was a, a dishwasher for a small restaurant in okay. Forest Lake, and I did that for many years. Did that, then moved up to I was a, a cook for a while. Okay, um, and then I worked at a couple other jobs like manufacturing type jobs. I did this all through high school, junior high, and high school. Okay, um, so I didn't have a whole lot of time for other stuff. You know, I I was I was you know I was chasing that dream like. My uncle, he was, you know, he worked hard and he had snowmobiles and he had all the toys. So I'm, I'm like, I want a toy. So all my money went towards, um, my, like, I, I ended up buying like my own four wheeler, you know? Okay. And, and I ended up saving up and buying that stuff so I could. Oh man, that's great. Have a, yeah, it was, it was that's, cool. That's I mean, great. it was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, learning that at an early age, that's. That's what life is. That's what the American dream is. Working hard, you know, uh, buying things that you need and want, you know, not not relying on someone to give it to you, but actually going out and earning it. That That's huge, man. I, I wish that today's culture had that mentality. Yeah, I do, too. I, I do, too. It's, it's something and I'm not I don't think I'm anything special with that. But I mean, it's it's. I wish more. Well, here I'm now that I'm, you know, kind of a a, a small business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever did expand and and I and I could uh, have you know want someone to come work for me, I'm nervous because I just don't see that hunger any with anybody. Yeah, you know, with any young person. I mean, I can get someone older that more more experienced, but they, yeah. you know, I can't. You know, they already have good jobs, so. Yeah. <laughs> so by bringing like a high school kid or someone young and hungry to grow, help their, you know, grow their skills and maybe, you know, they can become a successful business owner someday. You know, nobody wants yeah. that. Nobody yeah. wants that. Well, that's, that's Everybody- all goes back to what's being taught in schools. You know, we talk about socialism. We talk about all of these different um, ideas of the government providing everything. 
you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the taxpayers funding everything. <laughs> yeah. So that that's something that I, I pray that we can change, man. I'm, I'm working hard with my children, trying to install that. I'm I'm a business owner myself, and they actually see me work, you know. And um, I'm always asking them, hey, are you, you going to start a business one day, or what do you want to do? You know, my my son, he's he's turning 15 in June. You got three years, buddy. You know what? What? What are you thinking about doing? And for you to share that story, how you worked early on in your life to buy your own machines and toys—that's that's 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 great, man. I, I wish I had that at an earlier age. I didn't get it until about sixteen when I started working and buying my own football cleats, buying my own uh, football gloves and stuff. So, yeah, sixteen still young though. I mean, that, that's. Yeah. That's super young. So you, I think you, that, that's a great thing that you learned as well. I mean, you're, yeah. you, you bought your own way in and it, I think it means so much more when you're an adult now, cause then mm-hmm. you know what it takes, you know, you want something, you go get it. So well, right. how do you, you know, how do you do it? Well, I got to work. I got to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's almost, you know, it's problem solving too. I want this. Well, how do I get it? Well, I got to do this to get that. Right. You, right. You know, pe- people like you and I, we're not sitting around and waiting for the government to give it to us. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're because that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, (laughs) I wish it was the majority. I I don't know, man. When you look at age, it you can kind of see that younger generation, people in their mid thirties and and down. It's kind of you know, there's built in excuses for everything. Everything, everything. Yeah, you know, and and, and, and the sad thing is nowadays. There's more technology. There's more opportunities than ever before. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to get rich. They, they, you know, when I worked in the schools, every single kid, you know, you'd ask them, "What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I want to, I want to do YouTube. I, I want to be a YouTube star. I want to be YouTube. Everybody thinks they can get rich doing that. You know. Yeah. You know, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to do podcasts and YouTube because they think that's that's where all the money is. And they're For right. For their day job. For their, For their day, day job. Well, that's what they wanted. They want to do it. Yeah, they don't want to do anything else. They just, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to go be a YouTube star. It's like. Yeah. Now, my son did kind of get me a little bit. He talked about a, a, a Fortnite kid who won like $2 million just by winning one of the Fortnite competitions. I was like, well, hey. If you can get to that level, <laughs> you know what I'm I'm with you with that. And then I, and I tell I when I was in the schools too, I tell them the same thing. They're like, "Well, you know, I can make millions and millions." I'm like, "You know what? If you can do that, good for you. I hope you can do that, and I hope you remember me, who's remember never going to do that. <laughs> and, and you can you could give some charity to me. But I mean, but but I think, and I and I would try to tell them like. Hey, if, you know, if you can do that, great. But you got to have a backup plan because yeah. there's like, you know, I mean, one percent of, of people can achieve that, right? Um, so you know, if you want to do that in your spare time and get good, mm-hmm. it, absolutely, you know, yeah. get that money. But you got to have a backup plan because yeah. you're gonna if you if you're not if you can't win millions at Fortnite, <laughs> well, you better have you better have a different skill as well because. There is no well. I can at least make you know fifty thousand a year playing Fortnite. No, it's either two million or nothing. <laughs> it really right, is, right, right. right. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm not in that in that world. But I'm assuming yeah. you're either a total rock star, mm. or you're 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 just the average person playing a video game. <laughs> so you better have a different skill as well. You know, you better know right. how to install tile or something, mm. install carpet, <laughs> and then do your mm. Fortnite dreams. So. So, Brother Mike, fast forward, you're in adulthood. When did you get married? How did you meet? Can I say your wife's name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did you meet Tiffany? When did you get married? And then we'll be leading up to um, why didn't you first come to visit our church when she did? What took you so long to come visit? So those those two three things kind of in in those steps. Well, this is th- this will be a interesting story here with the. So I don't I don't know if you know this. Um, I don't know if a lot of people do. I mean, besides my close circle, but I was married to someone else before Tiff. So I was previously married. 
Okay, I didn't know uh, that. And, I didn't and, know that. And divorced. Yep. So I was previously married. So uh, I got married. Oh, I How was long were you married for? I think we were together around total nine nine years. Okay. So probably married for maybe seven. Okay. Uh, married seven, together nine. Okay. Um, we got married. I met her, my ex-wife, at twenty. I was twenty years old. Um, and then, yeah. So then, divorced at you know twenty-nine or whatever. So two years out of high school, uh, you get married. Pretty much, yeah. Um, pretty young. Still trying to. F- well, I was re- <laughs> super young. Super young. Had didn't I barely knew myself, you know. So, but that was, so right after high school, I mean, I knew I, right, right away, I went to work with my uncle and he, so he owned his own plumbing business at that time, okay. went to work with him. I mean, I was still a baby. Um, you know, it, I look back now and I'm like, whew, where would I be right now if I was, if I would have stayed with the plumbing? Um, I was just young, you know, we were talked about, you know, was drug, you know, uh, alcohol, drugs, sex, all that stuff was that influence. And that became an influence for me much later. So I was, you know, high school, 18 and then 18 to 19 to 20. That was my life was partying. Okay. Women, alcohol, like that was just, I worked and then I partied. That was Mm -hmm. that. There was nothing else. You know, it was just trying to live at the time. Yeah. I mean, I I had, I had fun I mean, as an adult or older adult now and knowing seeing how things went and stuff. I mean, yeah, you got reser. I don't want to say regrets because I don't have regrets about anything. Cause I think everything's a learning opportunity, but you know, you got some reservations, I guess You're like, Oh, that wasn't very good, but okay. Um, the reason why I asked, was it fun? Cause I, I know people who they did certain things, but it brought a lot of conse- consequences to their lives in jail records, you know, felonies, I mean, I know some people, it got really, really bad. So to them, it might have been a little fun, but the consequences made it like they truly hated that they went that route. But for you, it was just partying. It was just partying. Well, it was a good time, and I never got in serious trouble. So there was none of that. So I never, we'll say, got caught or never, yeah, it never led to anything serious. Okay. Um, there was no consequences because it, okay. it wasn't, I guess it wasn't out of control, but later on in life, I think it fed into bad habits that because it, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I, I kind of hear what you're saying. So you got, you know, guys, guys and gals that just go super hard, super hard. And then it leads to harder you know, so you start out with recreational drugs, then it goes to harder drugs. And then now mm-hmm. your whole life revolves around drugs, right? And then yeah. you go to jail and, you know, I, I understand that. And I, yeah. I never went that far, but that's why it continued all the way into my mid-30s, yeah. you know, because there was, it, well, there's no consequences. This is just being an adult. <laughs> this yeah. is what adults do. They work and they, and they, you know, so, but no. Okay. So yeah, I was married. Um Still was kind of toying around with the jumping around from construction jobs, just trying it all. You know, okay. uh, I think work, working with my uncle wasn't a great fit, just because we were so close, and um, you know, and maybe I was younger and I was still doing stuff that you know I'd show up to work tired or hungover, mm-hmm. and <laughs> or in, or injured. You know, like when one time I showed up and I was injured, I I I think I broke. There's like the little I don't know if it's is that your clavicle or some kind in here? Yeah. The joint meets the your shoulder and your collarbone. There's like a little soft tissue or uh, mm-hmm. something in there, a joint, you know. That, Not that the rotator broke. cuff. No, nothing major. Just something okay. that's kind of in here. So where if you – basically, if I got in a certain position, it felt like someone was stabbing me. It was just a real Ooh. bad pain. And I showed up Monday with an injury, and my uncle's like, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you're too old to be riding all this stuff. Like, you got to work. And, and so just stuff like it just didn't work out really. You okay. Know? It's hard to work with family, right? Yeah. So I ended up do, um, doing other jobs. Uh, I was a small engine mechanic for a little bit and then going into construction, doing like framing houses and roofing and stuff like okay. that. Um, so I was doing that. 
but then I, I realized I was like, I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. You know, I'll never forget. I tell this story a lot. It was, I worked for a, a group of guys or two guys. They were partners. They were young guys, started their own framing company, uh, framing houses. And, and they were great guys. They were really great guys. Chad and Rob. So maybe, maybe by the grace of God, they'll find this podcast and they'll hear their names. <laughs> right. But, uh, so Chad and Rob, and, uh, I remember they were arguing in the, <laughs> in the construction trailer, trying to get the generator started. And I'm sure they were arguing about money. It was just a real small outfit. I mean, it, the wind chill, it was like negative 30 out. It was so cold. So the generators oh, wow. wouldn't work. The compressor wouldn't work. Nothing worked. Mm. And we were, um, but we still had to work because we had, they had to make money, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, this wasn't like, oh, we take the day off. Like they needed money. It was a new company. And they're doing and, siding uh, in the winter. No, we're built, we're framing houses. We're framing up a house. Like siding framing? A siding? No, like, like building the house. So like, oh, um, building the house. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The studs so, and everything. Yeah. Studs building the walls. So. Okay. I was out there and the compressor wasn't working. So I had to hammer, use a hammer and nail all the, the studs together by hand. <laughs> and, and, and I remember, and I'll never forget this. So my family, like nobody went to college in my family. I mean, there was only one person that graduated high school in my whole family. I believe it was my aunt. Okay. So like my grandma, grandpa, my uncle didn't, my aunt or my mom didn't, my dad certainly didn't. Like they all dropped out in like middle school. That's how my that's how my mom's side of the family were. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody graduated high school. Little so college to me, and maybe this kind of goes back to when you know younger, you know, having dreams. Like I, I never saw myself as going to college because I always mm-hmm. thought that's something like rich people do. You know, mm-hmm. they go to college for lawyers and doctors. Like, mm-hmm. like I never even entertained the idea that college had all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. But so I remember sitting on that la- or standing on that ladder pounding in a top plate we'll call it so it's like another uh another two by four for bracing on top of wall and i remember just wind chills whipping like negative 20 negative 30 and i remember pounding this nail in my hand and just thinking i gotta go to college i can't do this <laughs> i can't do this the rest of my life like there's no way i could do this the rest of my life this motivation this, yeah motivation so i went and started researching you know degrees in college and, and there's just nothing i really wanted um Nothing that I thought I was good at. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing really, you know. So then my uh, my ex wife, her dad was a was a cop. Was a uh, I think he I don't know if he was a he might have been re- just retired at that time. So retired cop twenty you know twenty twenty five years, and uh, you know he was like, "Hey, you ever thought about being a cop?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, <laughs> no, not really." <laughs> I mean. You know, what's it like? Because I always thought cops were, you know, I mean, you just, you know, you don't deal with cops and you don't know anything about law enforcement. You think they're just out there mm-hmm. writing people tickets and, you know, you, you don't really know what they go through. You know, you just, oh, I'm going to go out there and write tickets to good people. And, you know, it, like, I'm just like, no, I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with people. Like, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he told me a bunch of stories on, you know, saving people's lives and you know some couple guys he talked down from you know committing suicide and just some real Mm -hmm. some real deep stories i'm like holy crap that's Mm -hmm. that's some cool stuff you know Mm -hmm. like that's like like you're an actual hero man like that's cool i had no clue so he kind of you know having those conversations i was like man i i could be a cop you know Mm -hmm. and then and then we also talked about the pay the benefits you know it's a it's a it's a it's a government job right so i mean Mm-hmm. You, I don't know how it is now, but you know, it used to be, you know, you, you, you're proud to be a government job because it's, you know, it's, it's secure, yep. um, you know, union type stuff. And you're like, you know, good benefits. I'm essential. like, essential, <laughs> essential, right? Exactly. Essential. Yeah. Huge. So, um, I was like, man, this is a perfect job. Like I'm going to do this. So then he's like, well, it's real competitive. You better figure out how to get in. Because there's okay. thousands of applicants for, you know, a couple spots in a department. You know, you have one department hiring five people, but you're going to have thousands of applicants, right? So you need to stand out. I'm like, all right, well, how do I do that? And he's like, well, you got to get a job as like a jailer or something. I'm like, I never even thought about that. You know, that sounds mm-hmm. like a good job. 
so yeah, so then I end up going to uh, work at a, a prison. So I worked at Oak Park Heights Prison, which is like our maximum security prison. So okay, yeah, I'll, I'll say that that's where I really that that's where I started to become like an adult. Okay, <laughs> because you really, I mean, as an adult, I mean, like you really learn about. You you come out of your bubble. You come out of your shell. I mean, I was just a small town guy, kid. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't do a whole. You know, you know what I'm saying. Just the real, yeah. just middle of the road, nothing spectacular. I mean, but then you go to you go working in a prison, man. You see a different world. You know, you learn wow. a whole lot about just different people. Yeah, <laughs> and not not even just the inmates too. I mean, coworkers too. It just worked yeah. with just so many different people from so many different cultures and backgrounds. And man, it was that. That sounds like a whole another podcast. Just working there Ooh. and, and yeah. dealing with all those different personalities, and you know, just the the whole mentality there. Did they were they doing hard time there? Oh, a hard time, hard time. I mean, there was guys that had like 700 years to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, clearly oh, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be able to serve that whole time, but they've just done so much that they keep racking up. I mean, you know, so they get life and then they continue to commit crimes in prison. In prison. So then they just it keeps adding time, adding time. So, yeah, the one guy had like, I, I could have swore it was like 700 years to do. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think that was like one guy, but a couple wow. of guys, you know, a couple, you know, one guy, you know, hundred years, 200 years. Wow. It just, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so working there, you, did you start to think about God or about life? What is life? The purpose of life? Obviously these guys, their life was uh, pretty, pretty messed up based on decisions did did that how did that change change you that job i think the job changed me in a negative way i think when i saw so much death i mean i i guess i didn't see death i mean i saw a lot of death too you know a lot of inmates hurting each other or hurting themselves right but i think just reading these guys' backgrounds and seeing what they did. I mean, some of the crimes that these guys did, I mean, you name it, they're there. They were wow. there. I mean, there's people that ate other people. Wow. Um, you like know, Jeffrey cannibaliz- yeah, cannibalism type stuff. Wow. Um, the heinous, heinous sexual assaults. Um, you start re you start seeing that and the people they are and you you start to um just really think like what if there was a god why would he allow this to happen so i think there's a lot of negative i i I think being in such a negative place you you doubt religion and you doubt you doubt god because why would god interesting that's that's interesting. You could doubt it, but I would think that a person who maybe grew up in the church, you will see that wow, the word is re- the word of God is real. Look at the results of sin. If we can narrow down why they were in there, they really they broke the law, but they also committed sin. Yep. You know, so I think Depending on who you are, you might see it two different ways. You, you saw it the opposite way, but I think if uh, people who have a knowledge of God were maybe brought up in a church where they have an understanding of God, I think I would have been looking at it like, wow, the word of God is true. When you disobey God, there are consequences, and these consequences can lead you to hard times. I, I think a person of God or a person that grew up believing in God would think that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that, but someone that didn't have religion would see it the opposite, like I did. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't grow up with it, you don't know. You just think, why would someone that's so good 
let such evil things happen. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the normal mentality. I don't want to say normal, but that's the majority mentality. And that's okay. exactly why I want to do this podcast mm-hmm. and why I was excited when you brought this on. Because I feel like this podcast, we can talk to people like how I used to be. Yeah. Okay. How I used to think, well, why would God do this? Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. If there's a God, why would God allow such bad things? I mean, I know the answer yeah. now, but I didn't mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And so. me too. I, I have a past too. And I can kind of remember how I used to think and, and the, the situations I found myself in with having an understanding of God at an early age. So I, I yeah, we, yeah. the two of us, we're going to cover so many areas and so many topics. So yeah, it's yeah. great. So for good. the sake of time, your wife, Tiffany, come to our church. She likes it. And she's a, she's a great woman. She's like another sister, you know, and I was praying that you would come visit. You know, I was like, I'm great that you're here, but we got to have your husband come here, you know, because the two shall become one. And so real quick, if you can, why did why did you not come right away? What were you kind of thinking? And then when you came. What what was that like? Were you totally. Totally wrong on how you thought it would be or just in your own words and and as a pastor pastors we get a lot of uh phone calls and and a lot of conversations on a lot of issues but when we see a person who come for the first time and gradually come more and they like it that just fills our heart with joy you know the hours that i prepare sermons and and try to be there to uh for all of us to get into the word of god and to live the word of God in the details of our life to see you come and, and, and be a part of it. Now it's just, man, I can't, I, I can't explain the joy. Yeah. I'll try to make it quick. You said we got to go at one thirty, or was it one twenty? Uh, about, so gotta, about, about 10, about 10 minutes. Like 10, I'll, okay, I'll, make, I'll go quick. Uh, Cause there, there's a lot in there. So um, I, I ended up becoming a police officer. We'll say, okay. so back, you know, after all that I became a police officer, right. Um, ended up getting divorced. So my ex's mom was a Christian okay. and we, me and her had a talk one time. Uh, I would say about six hours long. Like we went to the uh, park and everything and we mm. talked and she, I'll never forget that day because we, that was the day that I really started believing hmm. just, she was really good. Right. And so this would have been probably 2010. 2011 okay. maybe you know um but i didn't really practice it you know i think i believed i believed in god and i wanted god to be real but maybe i wasn't a practicing christian right okay well fast forward divorce happens um you know really a real tough divorce um i meet tiff my 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 wife my current mm-hmm. wife and she you know she's amazing she's like an angel Right. I mm-hmm. so mad, fall madly in love with her. This was exactly how marriage should be. Everything's mm-hmm. great. Um, she's to me, she's perfect in every way. I'm a, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> so I'm still, <laughs> I got all sorts of baggage coming from, you know, just, you know, working at the prison, uh, law mm-hmm. enforcement, not too kind, just the things I'm seeing. So mm-hmm. I'm a hot mess. I'm drinking more. I'm, you know, it's slowly building into um, just not a good time. Well, in, so was it 2021, everything just, you know, George Floyd and everything, just law enforcement was just downhill. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) and I was, well, man, well, and I was working in the schools as a junior, uh, uh, a juvenile detective and a school resource officer. So during the, the Floyd, the whole thing, and I was, I mean, I was in a whole lot into politics, but I, I learned quick that schools are political. And yeah. the, the way I was treated was, I mean, I, I, they, they acted like I was the one that, that killed George Floyd. I mean, it was, yep. they turned on me quick yep. and, and I, I couldn't handle it. That with just everything going on. And, um, I, I ended up just drinking a lot more. I was actually hospitalized. I went to the hospital, mm. um, for drinking and everything just came to a head where I, I couldn't I couldn't work anymore. So I had mm. to I had to retire. I was forced retirement from law enforcement. Okay. And 
and and that was around the time that Tiff started going to church. Um, okay. Yeah, your your church. Yep. Yep. And and I was just not in the. I you know I was still the same mindset of just like I don't yeah I don't I. Yeah, I want there to be a God, but again, why does God let bad things happen? And, and just that was my whole thing, right? And and I just wasn't in the right headspace. But Tiff wanted me to go, wanted me to go. Um, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. And then, you know, and then you know, I've come to find out, you know, you guys were talking about me and trying to get me to go and praying for me. And yeah, so I just started, I just like, you know what, fine. Instead of sitting on the couch on Sundays, like what, I'm not doing anything anyways. Why not go? Why not meet, meet the people that Tiff talks about so highly, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I went and, um, well, like I told you guys in church, in church one time, um, you know, she's like, you know, hey, I go to this church. And I'm like, well, where is it? She's like, well, it's in a garage. <laughs> and I'm like, what? In a garage? She's like, yeah, it's That's in a garage. Your alley. Like, you're, you're a garage guy. Well, I like garages, but but I, I was like, you know, I was like, Tiff, that, that's not a church. I think that's a cult. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think that's a church. <laughs> and she's like, it ain't a cult. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So, so, so maybe I should go just to make sure you're okay and you're not, you're not, you know, they're not making you drink the Kool Aid or whatever. So, uh, okay. so I, <laughs> no, so I, I went and uh, and I just, yeah. You guys are amazing. The church is amazing. You're amazing. Everything you said, um, just spoke to me. You know, it, it it wasn't like a typical how people would view a church. You go to a church. I mean, you actually answer questions. You talk about real things, and it's not like a lot of these churches that I. And I've been to church before, and there's no such thing as. I mean, they don't read the Bible. They just it's all motivational speaking. Yeah. They're up there. There's a, a a pastor that's talking to me and giving me good advice, good life advice. But you know, I I I now I've learned that there's a difference between someone being a good counselor and then someone actually teaching using the word of God, using scripture and yeah. justifying, you know. So I can have a pastor all day long say, Oh, you need to be a good person. You feel good, feels good to be a good person. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you and your church and what you've done is you take the scripture and you say, well, here's the proof. This is where it says, you know, I mean, how to live your life. Mm -hmm. And it explains why bad things happen to good people. And Mm -hmm. it just all these answers I've learned. And I don't claim to know everything. I'm I'm still Mm -hmm. a newbie Christian. But Mm -hmm. every time I go to your church and every time you talk, I learn something and I get, I get real answers. And it's the first time in my life that I get real answers on anything. I I feel like you go to listen to a political podcast. There's no real answers. They're just people's opinions and and, and people's facts Mm -hmm. can be different from other facts. Like I, like I don't even know what a fact is anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cause who knows, like, is there a such thing as facts? Because, you know, everyone says, well, my, you know, my science says this, my, your science says that, like, okay, right. like, like we don't know what's going on anymore, but mm-hmm. the Bible answers everything. Mm-hmm. It literally has an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've at least tried to research or every question I've had that you've answered or mm-hmm. you've taught in churches, it answers all of these questions. And mm-hmm. it's like, so in that, in that, it fascinates me because it's, this is, and you're, we're seeing it real time, right? We're seeing it real time. We're seeing that, you know, the world is going, it's going to crap. Yeah. But the Bible explains that. And it's the yeah. only thing that explains what's going on because nothing else explains it. When we got, we got transgender people dancing in our capital. Oh yeah. Like, I'm like, who, like, this is inappropriate. I mean, I don't care if it's, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a transgender. It could be any other sex worker, a, a, mm-hmm. a stripper or something. It's all inappropriate. Why do we have inappropriate things happening at the Capitol? This, 10 years ago, if I would, if we would have told somebody, hey, we're going to have dancers inside. Be arrested. Just, you know, yeah. I was like, no. It, yeah. I would be arrested because they think yeah. you're crazy. You're on drugs, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that ain't going to happen, but it's happening. And yeah. the only way to explain it is to read the Bible and you know exactly. It's almost like a timeline. It's a map that's showing. Mm-hmm. It explains why it's happening. And that's 
where I got turned on. And I want to thank you for that. You and oh, my wife and you and the church because. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's, so, that's encouraging, well, man. Just being so lost in the world and looking mm -hmm. at the news and just seeing what's going on mm -hmm. and to have no clue why. And then to all of a sudden have a book introduced to you that mm -hmm. has all the answers. Like, <laughs> like I, to me, I'm like, why doesn't everybody read this? Like, what, like, you know, like, but yeah. Hopefully that's what this podcast can do is help people yeah. get to that. And that's what we say, book. Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. That's, a, that, that, that's exactly it. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> you know, and and I, I've challenged our, our congregation, even on uh, our, our uh, podcast, if you have a topic that you want to know more about, email me and I'll search the Bible. I'll pray about it. I'll search the Bible and see if we can get some answers. Uh, to those questions and or or some insight, you know, and, and as a pastor, I think it's very important to uh, stand on the word of God. It, it, it is proven. It's not just a book. You know, it is the word of God. You know, it's something that God put together. He's true. He's faithful. And if we believe his word, it will begin to transform our life. You know, and hopefully going forward with this podcast, we can look at issues that is happening in the world or just whatever, and then have like our title, Bible Times. We can spend some time in the Bible and get some truth and get some understanding. So you want to close Amen. this out? Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for letting me talk about myself. It's always <laughs> it's always scary, scary, nerve wracking. But no, I just I just want to thank you and 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 I'm glad that we're gonna do this and and hopefully people in the will listen to this and uh good news is we're done talking about ourselves. So yeah. Um <laughs> and we'll get to some real we'll get to some real topics. Real right? topics. Some good edu educational topics. So um I don't know if you want to say a final prayer before we sure. go because you're you're better at that than me. So, <laughs> sure, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Bible time, time in in, in the Bible, or just the introduction of the two podcast uh, leaders, Mike and Jim. We want people to know who we are, our background, and um, how we came to the point where we are now. And it's simply because of your grace. We know that you love all people, no matter who they are. It is your will that all men, mankind, is your will that they all are saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And hopefully we can start that relationship with you here on earth. And once you come back, we can have that eternal relationship with you, an eternal home, a place called heaven. Lord, I just pray for anyone listening to this podcast that they will keep us uh, tuned in. They, they will tune into our podcast, keep us in the mixture, and we'll do some research on, on topics. And ultimately, your Bible, the Word of God, it is the final authority on everything. And then hopefully we'll get some feedback and continue to grow and continue to reflect you, Lord. We ask all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we all sit together. Amen. 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 Thank I love you it when you do listening. that, man. Huh? <laughs> I love it when you do that. It's like, <laughs> you're so good at it. Praise the Lord, awesome. man. Well, thank you, brother Praise Mike. Uh, hey, thank you. Is this this is gonna this is the beginning? It's gonna be great. People want to kind of know where you and I come from. We cover a wide variety of uh far as backgrounds, outdoorsmen, machinery. Law enforcement, you know, I'm inner city, suburbs, sports, you know, music, a lot of, you know, pr pastor. So we'll, it's, it's going to be fun and we'll, we'll it's bring good. on it's guests. Be good. We'll do research. And so watch out. Keep, keep your, keep your podcast ready. Bible there times. You go. There with you Jim go. Bible Mike. times. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I know we kept you longer. So. Well, oh, that's it. all right, brothers. It's all <laughs> worth it. <laughs> all right, man. Well, okay, now. All right, man. Have a good one. Here. You too.